Welcome to Two Dudes in a Canoe. I'm Junior. And I'm Jordan. We're two pastors who do enough preaching. Instead, we just want to have some conversations about life. So come on and hop in. And if you haven't yet subscribed, we'd love for you to be a regular. Whether you're on a run, in the kitchen, or on your commute, grab a paddle, hop in the canoe. Let's navigate a river together. Guess who's back? Back again. Two dudes back. Tell a friend. Season two. <laughs> did, did you ever have to hide that CD from your parents? Yeah, that was D12, right? Uh, D12. It was Eminem, but I think oh, it was yeah. a D12. Oh, yeah, I'd hide that. Well, actually, I had to hide that so well. My friend had it. I didn't I didn't even have the guts <laughs> to bring it home. I just listened to it at his house. <laughs> well, our last River Junior, which was... What, what was our last episode? Oh, man, from like months ago? I think it was Temptation River. You know that promo where we had our shirts off? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll never forget that one. Well, on that our, was weird sending you a picture <laughs> of me with my shirt off. It was weirder when my wife received it first. <laughs> <laughs> on our last river, though, Junior, do you remember we, we said uh, we were going to do one more river before the season ended? Yeah, and then we didn't. We totally ghosted you. And we got you. Classic. <laughs> a- actually, what happened was... I I don't I don't even know. Junior, you moved up to camp for the summer. Yeah. I I didn't see you and yeah. I don't I don't know. We either way, we apologize. Yeah, we are sorry, but we are back in the canoe with some fresh fun ideas. Can't wait to experience them with you. Season 2 is going to be epic. And one of those fresh ideas is a new segment we're calling Reviews from the River. Junior, you ever give any reviews? No, to be honest with you, I'm not a big review guy. What? No, no. Like, this segment was all your idea. I think reviews, for the most part, are stupid. No, come yeah. on. There are a bunch of online Karens giving one-star reviews because they didn't get what they want. So you don't review things? I mean, I don't know. You and I have to for work. Like, we have review. We have to review services and sermons and events and whatnot, but that's about it. Uh, no, wait. No, no, wait, no, no, no. I take that back. This summer, my fridge and my camper broke. Brand new. And I was living in my camper. Like, I needed that thing to work. Luckily, it was under warranty, so I took it in. Two months later, two months without a fridge, I had been lied to over and over and over by these people. They were nasty, so I left them a review. Camping World, you got one star. They'd chop your hair and call you the manager. It's right. I'm going on <laughs> I'm going on Yelp. Well, luckily, this segment isn't that. Each river, Junior, you and I are going to review something. It might be an Amazon product. Oh, like the Shakti mat. We did that last season. Yep. So so products, or we might review a, mo- a movie, a TV show, an app. Your mother-in-law's cooking. Like, whatever. <laughs> but here's the thing with this. We need you for these reviews. So if you run into something you're curious about, you know, you're scrolling on Amazon, you find something weird, or maybe you find something really ridiculous, send it our yeah. way. We'll add it to the list of canoe reviews. Or what, what do we call it? Canoe reviews or reviews from reviews the river? Reviews from the Review, river. Yeah, reviews from the river. So just make sure it's semi-appropriate. Last season, you might remember, we had a potential sponsor reach out to us about reviewing Manscaped products. Which I still think would be hilarious to review. But what do you got with today for us, Jordan? All right, Junior. We are going to review the best chicken sandwich in Chicagoland area. Okay. And this has been a discussion because I know this has been it's a competition. Big. Popeyes versus Chick-fil-A versus Burger King's getting into yep. it. And so we have four chicken sandwiches. Sandwiches and okay. we're gonna. I'm just gonna tell you the rating scale. We're gonna do all of our ratings like this. Okay. Scale from one to ten. Ten. It's never a ten because we believe in capitalism. We believe okay. things can always get better. All right. So nine is I would travel for this. One is I wouldn't feed this to my dog. Okay. Okay. That's right. that's the scale. Okay. So let's try this first one. Okay. What's the first one from? This is just classic Chick Fil A. All right, classic Chick Fil A. You know, there's no sauce on this, right? The Chick Fil A no, sauce, no which sauce. Really makes it. So. It makes it, and this has by far the worst bun out of all of them. Okay, so let's try this. Right. This is hard, Jordan, okay. because I'm hungry, so it's tasting better than probably 
It's supposed to taste. It's good. It's still, it's the juicy Chick-fil-A sandwich we know and love. I'm going with a 7.1. Solid score. Solid score. I'm going 7.3. It's a great, great chicken sandwich. All right. Oh, no. Let's do Popeye's. Popeyes, all right. Adds more mayo on the Popeyes one. Yeah, and there's definitely a, a clear sauce. A better bun. I don't know about better bun. You think so? It's brioche. It's delicious. Classy. Without the Chick-fil-A sauce, this is better than this Chick-fil-A sandwich we just had. This is better. So you rate this higher than 7.3. I'm going 7.5 on Popeyes. I'm going 6.8. Oh, yeah. Oh. I taste the Christianness in the Chick-fil-A. <laughs> You taste the my pleasure. Yeah. This was actually this true. Popeye by far always has the worst, at least where we're at, the worst workers. Oh yeah. Like they I they feel, don't want to be there. I feel bad ordering. Yeah. Alright, let's go to Burger King. Alright, here's Burger King. I feel bad eating think? this because they're they've actually like they put a rainbow on the sandwich and then said we sell it on Sundays to try to like smash Chick fil A. So it it's like a gay sandwich. Like a I don't know, like a gay chicken or I don't know what they're saying, but wow. well, listen, I love gay people. I don't love this sandwich. I don't love this sandwich. Worse than Chick-fil-A. Yeah. This is going I'm marking it average score 5.1. I'm going like 4.1. Wow. It's yeah. getting in the fours for you. Yep. All right. That's bad. Well, here's the last one. I yeah. saved this for last cuz I think this is going to be the but just by sheer looks, it's the best. Best presentation? Best presentation. Okay. It's the sexiest chicken. It's Fly the Coop. Okay. New around here. Wait, no, no, fry. Fry, like you're frying it. I don't know. Fly, fry, what is it? It's fry the coop. Fry like you're the coop. frying the okay. chicken. All right, you ready? Oh, that's not good at all. You're a dirty liar. No way. I don't like it at all. Are you serious? What do you mean you don't I, like yeah, it? Yeah, I all? don't like it at all. Like You're not joking. No, I'm not joking. Like Burger King is better. <laughs> no way. Yeah, this is the worst sandwich out of all of them. <laughs> what is wrong with do you? Do you think this is the better one? The best. No way. Hands down. Oh, no way. Junior. Absolutely not. This is... What do you like about it? It's the, like soggy. The flavor, the texture, the, the coleslaw on it, the pickles, hands down, 8.1. Really? Fry the, fry the coop. Fry the coop. Fry the freaking coop. We're putting our stamp on it. Okay. We got to put our stamp on something. Well, Junior. you're putting your stamp on it. I'm putting my stamp on Chick-fil-A. We, dude, there's no reasoning with you. No. I, we're not coming to an agreement on this. No. So this is what we have to do. We have to call the woman between our walls. It's a new bit. I think that Junior, we should introduce here in season two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's what we get from that. My office and Jordan's office, we share a wall. And between our doors sits, hands down, one of the coolest people on the planet, Nanette. I like to call her Nani. The woman between our walls. And so, Junior, anytime this season we have a big disagreement, which, as you saw from season one, it happens a lot. Yeah, because you're an idiot. <laughs> I hate you. Nanette, the woman between our walls, she's going to come in and she's going to help be the agreement. Yes, she is the final authority. We are both giving her final authority, and so we are bringing her into the canoe. Well, Junior, she is our favorite Puerto Rican woman, and I think she deserves a theme song. Yes, she does. Welcome, Nani, to the canoe. This is fun to have you in here. And I just want to say, before you try the chicken... You chose the theme song coming into this, right? Because we, we have a lot of offended people out there in the world who are just looking to be offended by something, you know, and to say we're making fun of the Puerto Rican culture. But you chose the We're bringing the Puerto Rican culture into the canoe. I chose the music. All right. So let it be said. I like the music, too. I think you made a great choice. Yeah. She actually asked to dance with me to the music. Jordan's got moves. <laughs> let it be heard. <laughs> All right. So here we go, Nanette. We have um, Fry the Coop, and we have... Chick-fil-A. Jordan and I cannot decide between the two. And so we're going to give you the first go. Well, one of them looks really oh. pathetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Fry the Coop has way better presentation here. So let's go. Should we go with Fry the Coop first? Fry, fry the Coop first. All right, Nani, have you made your decision? I have. Okay. Now, before you make a decision, we just, me and Junior both agree you have impeccable 
Impeccable? Impeccable. Impeccable taste. Final authority, we trust you with our lives. What's the better chicken sandwich? It was a hard decision. I don't know that I, I think either one is better than the other, but I could tell you which one I would choose to eat. Cut to the chase, Nani. I would choose Fry the Coop. Dang it! I knew it. Oh, a woman of impeccable taste. But Why? not because it tasted better. Because it's classy. Because I think that the chicken like in Chick-fil-A had more flavor. But Fry the Coop offered more texture and more, fun stuff. More pizzazz. I win. So I'd pick Fry Two the Coop. Two dudes, official stamp goes on Fly or Fry the Coop. So we broke our promise about doing one more river before ending season one. But we will not break our promise on which river we were going to do. That was Q&A River. We promised we'd do that next. It took a few months. We left you on the world's largest cliffhanger. Yeah, but we did. we're back, and we're doing it. So let's open up this mailbag and uh, find our first question here. We got a lot. I could be able to answer them all. But let's, uh, let's just get to as many as we can. First question is, is love a choice or a feeling? Jordan, let's start with you. You're a, you're a loving kind of guy. Is it a choice? Or is it a feeling? Love is, I think there's feeling involved, but beyond that, it is a choice. Okay. So where is the feeling involved? What do you mean by that? Yeah, I think... you're kind of taking both. Yeah. Well, because I just know some Christians that are so hard and like, oh it's, oh, it's just a choice. It's a choice. And I agree. I think it needs. it is a choice. Most of the time, it needs to be a choice because that's we're called to obey. It's a command. We're called to love. But I also think feelings follow that. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. they should follow that. Right? What, what do you think? Well, I mean, the truth is, throughout history, mankind has always used love as a noun. So it's always been a feeling. Finding love, falling into love, feeling love. It's like a, it's a feeling. You find that throughout, you know, historical literature. It's always used as a noun. But Jesus' command in Scripture when he says to love one another, it's actually a revolutionary command because he uses it as a verb. It's yeah. a choice. After you make the choice to love and you sacrifice and you invest, that feeling does follow. Right. And, and having said that, too, if you're in a dating relationship and the feeling isn't there, well, then I, I probably wouldn't take that next step. Yeah, if I were yeah. I mean, we're talking about two different things right here, like love, but also like romantic love. And, and there's tension with this, right? It would be dumb to enter a romantic relationship if the feeling isn't there. Problem is, though, is the majority of people feel those butterflies. You know, they get married, have yeah. some kids. And after a while, they miss the feelings, the butterflies. And, and they'll say things like, you know, well, I fell out of love or I don't have feelings for you anymore. That's fine to say in a dating relationship, like whatever, the commitment isn't there. But in a marriage, I say, who cares? Love is deeper than a feeling. At this point, you've got to have taken that those feelings, that noun, and make it into a verb. It is a choice. All right, well, next question we got here. How can you bring someone to God if they follow a different religion than their family? And so this is good, mm. Junior. We have a lot of people yeah. who listen. And maybe you listen and you're not a follower of Jesus, and we're so glad you're listening and giving this podcast a shot. But, yeah, uh, Junior, what do you think? So how do you bring somebody to God? Well, you know, the Crusades are pretty effective. <laughs> oh, my word. No, it's a horrible joke. Of course not. Um, just love them. You still, you still gotta make known who you follow. You know, it's like here's the thing. I hear some people quote. You know, uh, you've heard this um, too, Jordan. I'm sure uh, they quote uh, Saint Francis of Assisi, who said, uh, "Preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words." And so oh, some yeah. people will be like, well, "I never really talk about God. I just, you know, follow that Saint Francis of Assisi <laughs> quote." It's like, okay, yeah, cool quote. But a lot of people, and I've done this, use it as a cop out. You know, yeah. I'm just gonna be a good person, and then hope they will ask you about God. If necessary, use words. It will always be necessary. <laughs> yeah. Like, when is it ever not necessary? Right. To- to talk who's gonna come up to you and be like you yeah. are such a good guy tell me about your god nobody's well, gonna say that dude that's exactly what i thought in high school i was like i am not going to swear and i'm gonna be that kid and people are gonna come up to me and they'll be like jordan you don't swear 
what is wrong? Like, what? Why? I want to be like you. Like, no, yeah. I just. Did I that guess ever what happened? I was the no. I was just the loser that didn't swear. <laughs> right. So, without being cheesy or awkward, just tell people what Jesus means to you. But instead of blasting them constantly about it, just love them. Be there for them. Show them God's love. God's word lands much better when they've been experiencing God's love through you. That's so good. Love and grace. It is the most powerful language to speak. I, I think if we could be fluent in anything, we need to be fluent. In that. Yeah. And, and also know this: be patient. It's not going to happen right away. It may take decades, but just keep loving them. And when appropriate, share a verse or share something you heard in church or share something that God's been teaching you, but just keep loving and praying. All right, next question. Is hell real? Well, Jesus thought hell was real, so I think it's real. I mean, Jesus talked about it more than he talked about anything else, so uh, Jesus believed in hell. It's something I don't want to believe in. I've tried not to believe in it. You know, you, you got guys like Rob Bell claiming a loving God wouldn't allow hell, but you just can't get away from it in Scripture. Yeah, the truth is, and it might clear up some confusion, hell was not created to actually punish people. Like, originally, it was a place that God made for Satan, reserved for Satan and his demons. It was a, It's a godless place, because Satan is, and his angels, they don't want to worship God. They don't want God. And so hell is a product of their desire. It's what they want. Right. Yep. H- humans come along, and as a result of sin, many humans began choosing the same thing. Hey, I don't want God. And so what hell is, it's God giving them what they want. Okay, here you go. You don't want me? Well, here you go. Yeah, yeah. Hell- it's the complete and utter absence of God. Yeah. Junior, remember when we were in Tennessee this spring, sitting by the fire one night, and a bunch of us were talking about hell. Yeah, I do remember that. Well, the question was thrown out, well, how can there be fire in dar- darkness? Right, it's like an oxymoron. So, yeah, and I, I, both. And I think your brother-in-law spoke, and was like, well, your sight's burned away, so maybe that's what Jesus meant. And, and I think you, you said a, a Apparently, the hottest fire is darker. Right. It, right. Yeah, like I remember the bluest. My, yeah. My Bible teacher, who liked to pretend he's a scientist when he's like in fourth grade, he, <laughs> he had said that. Yeah. The hot, the hottest fire is darker. I, I don't know if that's necessarily true, but that's what I, that's what I was taught. Either way, though, at the end of the day, and this is kind of where we landed, is Jesus is using imagery to describe a place I don't want to go to, so I don't necessarily need the details. Of Absolutely. It. We we get so hung up on these details. Is it real? What's it like? How about we just focus on Jesus and and thank God that we don't have to worry about where we would have been yeah well next question Ooh, is swearing a sin no <laughs> okay but for real okay so i got a, a good question thoughts. all right i use words some people get upset with me for jordan you know this because sometimes people oh, you, you know, never do this <laughs> I'll say something in the preaching, and then instead of like reaching out to me, they, they reach out to you about you know words that I use. Yeah, like when you say BS. Right, right. I, I don't know. Maybe this will surprise you. Some words aren't okay. Some words aren't swear words. They're just tasteless in the wrong company. So I'm not I'm not a hypocrite, but I use different words around guys than I will around ladies. Unless you're preaching, then it's fair game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, okay, I don't swear. I might use an acronym like BS. And okay, I suppose that could be debated <laughs> that it's tasteless. I understand that. Um, and you would say that it is, and and that's totally fine. Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily tasteless. Like I don't I don't have a problem saying BS in my day-to-day life. I just think when you're actually preaching in front of people, you just have a lot of people in there who are more sensitive to those things. So I like to be a little bit more, I think we got to be a little more choosy in what we actually sure. say. That's, sure. that's yeah. only And one. the problem is, is I don't necessarily hear about it. You're the one who has to hear about yeah. it. And I get that. It, it's just, church can be already feel so like touchy-feely. Sometimes it's just nice to break from that. And maybe the way I do it is, it's not the best. But all that to say, yeah, some words are tasteless. Is it a sin, Jordan? Ah. Uh, I think I can be. Yeah, I totally. I think there's some words that culture uses in every single culture that are considered crude. 
And I think that we, as followers of Jesus, are supposed to be above reproach in that. What's funny to me is we tend to think swearing is being your own person, right? Like, I'm BA, I'm myself, I say what I want. But I read this story about a guy uh, who swore like a sailor. And I found this story on the Art of Manliness. It's a, a page I follow on Instagram, really great page. You should follow it. Um, but there's a story of a, of a guy who swore like a sailor. And uh, for, some, for some reason, he was secluded for a while. It might have been that he was an actual sailor and he was shipwrecked on an island. But he found that he swore less and less the longer he was away from society. And it got to the point where he didn't swear at all. As he was introduced back into society, he began to pick up swearing again. So it just goes. It just goes to show wow. that so he's like put whole, on like a show. Totally, it it shows that swearing is just a way that we try to fit into society. So we might say, you know, like, oh, I'm my own person. I'm BA. You know, I just say it like it is. It's actually us just trying to fit into society. Yeah, that's interesting. Junior, I was when I was a student pastor. I worked with a lot of students who would swear like crazy. And at first, I didn't really care because I was like, listen, they have so many other problems to deal with that, like, I don't necessarily think this is that big of a deal. But what I started to realize. Actually, I read that verse in James that talks about taming the tongue mm, yeah. and how like it's an, it's an impossible thing. It's such a hard thing for man to tame the tongue. And I thought, if you learn to tame your tongue, you can learn to discipline your whole body. Uh, yeah. And so, so sometimes I, we start there. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I started actually saying, no, this is actually a really good place to, to see and hear the words that are coming out of your mouth to be like, hey, if I can discipline myself in this, it's going to help me discipline myself in a lot of other areas. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great, great thought. I mean, Ephesians says, no, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth. James writes, from the same mouth come blessing and cursing, and that just shouldn't be. So to answer the question, I believe Jesus wants us to grow past that. Or Junior, as you would preach, Jesus wants you to grow past your bulls. And just so you know, that's actually a fake beep. We actually had some people get mad at us. Yeah, they like they, we, <laughs> we had a few people say, like, I can't believe you've said the F words. Like, we didn't say any word. We just used the word bleep. I know. Mom, I'm a good boy. Either way, it's time for Cut News. Junior, to start off season two of Canoes, we have some local breaking news. <laughs> it's a special report. There is a there's a crazed madman <laughs> running around his planes. He's at the sushi place. Okay. Here's the story. Okay, so I, I, I went and got sushi with a guy a few weeks ago. Walk into the sushi place and there's this old man sitting there with a cane. And um and he's sitting there as I walk in, I'm waiting to be seated, and he looks up at me and goes, Hey, I was like, Yeah, what's up? He's like, You're really good looking. Uh, I didn't know what to say. I was like, oh, well, thanks, man. And he starts wiggling his tongue at me. <laughs> and I said, oh, buddy, don't do that. Don't do that. And then I. <laughs> oh, buddy, don't do that. <laughs> then they, I, you know, I get seated down at the table. And then he, you know, comes over this king. You can just hear him coming over. And he starts saying the nastiest stuff about, you know, what he would like to do and. Just a Lube. nasty, crazy, oh. old, old man. So, of course, I got to tell Jordan about this right away. You know? I didn't believe it. No, he didn't believe it until I took Jordan for sushi there. We went for, with a couple other staff guys. Which, why you went back after that experience? You, either, either you were brave or there's something you need to tell your wife. <laughs> <laughs> Can I not say that? No, it's fine. So, uh, we walk in and um, he's not there. And so, you know, Jordan's going to be a hard time. You know, like, oh, this guy doesn't exist. You're just making this up to make yourself feel better. And <laughs> and then all of a sudden he comes in. And meanwhile, I knew he came in because your face turned white as a ghost. Did it really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I man. thought you were about to throw up. So he comes over to our table and he just stops. He's like, oh, wow, you are all good looking. And Jordan spits sushi out <laughs> all over the table. <laughs> and then he just starts going into some nasty, nasty. Yeah. 
Still. My wife saw him on the side of the road wiggling his tongue at Now, listen, here's the deal. Wiggling We're not trying to make cars. it. Yeah, well, wiggling his tongue at cars. And let's, th- there's probably something seriously wrong with this man. So, Of course <laughs> there's something seriously wrong with this so, man. What are you? So, <laughs> We're not trying to make fun of him. But listen, this sympathize with us. We this have is to tell our experience. Story, though, Jordan. So I went to that sushi because I just get carry out now. I don't actually go in there. I went <laughs> to go get carry out with my dad today and Jordan. And we go in to get our, our sushi. My dad's like, you know, we could stay in there. That guy won't come up to us because he came with me last week. And I was like, wait, what? And my dad's like, yeah, he just came. was like, hey, you want to dance? And my dad goes, you leave right now or I'm calling the cops. <laughs> and he just walked away. We said, wait, are you sure that was him? He said, I don't know. <laughs> it's like the server. Ugh. All right, next question. What book other than the Bible has changed your life the most? Yeah, that's hard because I got a few. Uh, you, you go first. Okay. There's been a lot of. There's a little book though I found in college, and like I don't even know where I found it. I think it was just randomly on my floor. Oh, those are the best kind of books. Yeah, and it's like you know the ones that like all the covers ripped in half, yeah, and it's like yep. this little no name thing. It was, it was called The Pursuit of Holiness, and it was by Jerry Bridges, and hmm. it was. I mean, it's just phenomenal. It was. It was a really pivotal time I think too just in college and like just figuring out like okay who do I want to be what do I want to chase after and it was just this really good solidifying thing that elevated who God was and I was like oh my word I want to I, I want to be like him I want to know him in this and so it, it really the pursuit led pursuit of holiness the pursuit of holiness wow. phenomenal pick up pick up a copy I think they're still on Amazon or something well, what about you uh well now I sound way less holy because uh you don't pursue it <laughs> well the the book is much less holy than um yours um but it's how to win friends and influence people oh that's so good though yeah it i was about to say that one too and then yeah i mean it's so practical you have to deal with just people on a on a constant basis and this book has really helped me especially deal with difficult people uh, people have to share yeah. a canoe with <laughs> but uh then the other book uh is orbiting the giant hairball yeah you talk about it then a lot i love this book it's all about creativity um and it's influenced just how i see ministry how i see the future even just how i see my own career what do i want to be known for um so those are the two you should read them all right next question how do you escape a toxic relationship? I think this is a person who sent this in that is in a dating relationship. We have gotten a few of these over the last yeah, haven't we? season. Yeah. yeah, a lot of hard people in the world. Yes, yeah. Yeah, actually, Junior, I think we've talked about this on the on the podcast before. I was in a dating relationship that I would consider actually pretty toxic. We dated for like three years. Yeah, it was toxic. Yeah, and what happened is I just let people in close there to me see I, I realized and we can do this too especially with certain people is we just keep other people at arm's distance yeah and when you surround yourself around really good people and you let them into what's going on into the situation yeah well they're, they're able to speak clarity and you're it. real about it not just about yeah. them and how awful they are but how awful maybe you've been oh 100 yeah, percent. and a lot of that the toxicity was actually my own stuff that people pointed out and said hey jordan this is not right in you man you gotta look to this sure, so yeah. now let me add this too this is so situational because often what can happen is when we don't like what someone says, we say, oh, they're toxic. Like, I've had people not like my preaching, and so I've been called toxic a few times. Yeah, that's, that's not BS, toxic dude. at all. You just don't like what I said. <laughs> we tend to throw this word around quite a bit, and then we get offended. But having said that, there are toxic relationships for sure. And I would encourage talking to a therapist, and there's no shame in that. I talk to a therapist regularly, not because I'm in a toxic relationship, love my wife, love my marriage, she's not toxic. 
Uh, this is therapist just helps me out with other things uh, like like mental stuff. Um, but he helps me see things more clearly from an outsider's perspective. Doesn't that help? Yeah, so much. And he challenges me. Yeah. So I would say if you're in a toxic relationship or you think you might be in a toxic relationship, talk to someone outside, maybe a therapist, maybe a pastor, but someone who's going to be straight with you and not just tell you what you want to hear. And then you got to listen to them. Too often we walk around wanting people to co-sign to what we already think. Yeah. What's the point in that? That least just that's just a waste of time. That leads to misery. Go see a counselor who's going to hold your feet to the fire and then listen to them, even when they challenge you and say things you don't like. Which I want to add one point to because I think it's big, is who you go to advice really, really, really matters. Yes. Right? Don't just go to anyone. Don't go to any counselor, especially don't, don't go to anyone that's just going to tickle your ears. Like, actually go to someone that aligns up with what you believe and what really matters to Otherwise, you. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. Yeah, if you're a follower of Jesus, go to someone who's a follower of Jesus. A hundred percent. But you know what's funny, Junior? We do this all the time. And it, it happens a lot at our church is we have counselors and then they say things people don't like. And so then people get mad and they want to see a different one. Oh, yeah. We, we, we see this all the time. It's like you're mad at them for doing what they what you've asked them to do. Yeah. Counsel you, not coddle you. They're speed. They're doing speed dating with counselors. We, right. It, exactly. Yep. It doesn't work. But then they ask this to someone else. And we, we kind of have an unwritten rule here on staff. Like we, we, we just won't because yeah. often it's just that they're wanting to hear what they want to hear. And that's wasting everybody's time. It's not something that we want to do. And no. it's not good for you. You want to find a counselor who has the cojones to stand yeah. up to you. And give you the hard truth because often that's what we need. That's what I need when I'm when I'm talking to my yeah. therapist. Yep. All, right, All right, do we have one time for one more? I think we got one uh, time for one more. Yeah, last one for this river is why read the Bible if the pastor reads it to you in church? That's a fantastic question because there there's a difference between corporate connection with God and personal. Both are very yeah. necessary. See, our, our faith is very communal. The church is a community, a community that makes up the bride of Christ, which means there are no lone ranger Christians. Now, a lot of Christians out there, especially after COVID, are out there like you know, mad at the church, saying stupid stuff like, oh, I like Jesus, just not as church. Okay, what, yeah. you can't divide the bride from the groom. Come on. Our faith is very communal. So we get together and we read it together and we're reminded of things together and we confess together, maybe learn something new together. But then we read it personally. There's a personal element to our faith as well, where we get time alone with the God of the universe, which is an awesome concept. Yeah, another good point to that is when you read it, you can also hold pastors accountable, right? Yeah. How do you know what the, you're hearing in church is actually true if you're not reading it and seeing it with your own eyes? Yeah, some pastors say terrible things that yeah. are wrong. The fact is we had people who have died to give us the word of God and with, for good reason. And to have, for us to have the voice of God in our hands and us reading it, man, that, that fuels you. You need to know the voice of God and have him speak to you. All in all, though, we need both. Well, that's it for the questions. Let's jump over to try it out. that time each river before we end we issue a challenge it's a little harder with q a river because it's a little more random yeah i mean like what could this one be like uh get a therapist <laughs> could you imagine there's like why are you here today well i, I listened to a podcast called two dudes in a canoe <laughs> well there's your problem <laughs> okay junior how about this find someone who needs to be loved this week yeah it could be somebody difficult that you just really struggle to be around and choose to have an act of love yeah, I love Sacrifice it. for them, but invest in that relationship somehow. And that's kind of what the podcast is about. We want to have fun. We want to give some good information out there. But ultimately, we want your hearts to be changed. We want you to love people better. That's our mission. Yeah, don't waste this river. Try it out. All right, well, that's it for Q&A River. Next river, we're going to talk about conflict. So good. How do you have a difficult conversation? Because my guess is there's a conversation that you need to have. Maybe it's with the spouse. Maybe it's with a roommate. Maybe it's with a parent. 
It's awkward. You've been staying away from having the conversation. It's hurting things. It's making things worse. You hate it. You just need to have the conversation. But how do you actually have that? Oh, we're going to talk about that on the next river. And as always, go ahead. Please like us on social media. Share this podcast. We've been pretty bad this summer. And so we need your help getting season two. Spread the word. We back. Please help us out. See you next river. Mm-hmm.